Welcome into the Dynasty League chat. Today we have Nate, Russ, and myself. The three of us will be doing a draft recap part two. We're going to be breaking down the other seven teams in the league, talk about what we liked about their draft, what we didn't like about their draft. But today I want to first start with a little brain exercise. Um, Nate and Russ didn't know I was going to do this, but it's kind of relevant. So what I want to do is let's go back to like 2016, right? Say we were to have started Dynasty 2016. What? Who are the like the players you would have drafted in 2016? Oh like, Jesus! So oh. I, I'm going to give y'all a little context. We all know who was pretty much already in the league before 2016, but I'm going to read off the 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 notable rookies from 2016, right? So like last year we started our league in 2021, right? So last year is when we did the draft. So if we would have started 2016 in that summer, the, you know, the NFL draft would have already happened, and it was a 2016 season. So the notable rookies in the 2016 draft were Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I'm, I have the draft. Will Fuller. Um, Michael Thomas. Mind you, Michael Thomas went in the second round. Crazy. Derrick Henry, he went in the second round too. Also crazy. Um Let's see other notable rookies. Tyler Boyd, um, Kenyon Drake, Austin Hooper, uh, Jacoby Brissett. Oh, hilarious. I'm not – okay, and then I'll name the quarterbacks. Like Jared Goff was in that draft. I'm pretty sure it was Jameis Winston's draft. Carson Winston's on his draft too. Tyler Higby. Um, Tyler Lockett was in this draft, I believe. Dak Prescott in the fourth round. Um, Carson Wentz, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Howard was in this draft. Um, Alex Collins, running back. Um, let's see. I'm just trying to see if there's any more to round this up. No, and again, let me see if I missed any of the first couple. Will Fuller, Josh Doxon, Laquan Treadwell, um, yeah, Zeke, Carson Wentz, jo- um, Jared Goff. Yep, Carson Wentz was in this one. And then I'm pretty sure 2015 was a Jameis Winston one. So he was in the league. But anyways, so those were like the rookies, right? But obviously we know everybody else that was in the league at that time. Um, So, you know, if you had to pick like a couple guys that like, if you were to start a draft, it was like your must guys you would want to have, who would it be? I'll let let, let Russ go first. I mean, mean, obviously I would definitely go with Zeke. Uh, That would be the number one option for me. Um, to be honest with you, that draft looked like you like recapping some of the names in that draft. There was some bust there, man. Like, for sure. Yeah. There was, there was sure. a lot of like, Bro, first Doxon and um, I can't remember. Treadwell. Those were all first round. So I'll, I'm going to name the wide receivers in the first round, right? Yeah. So it was Corey Coleman, Will Fuller, yeah, Josh yeah. Doxon, yeah. Laquan Treadwell. That was the, the only wide receiver drafted in the first round. And the only person that did anything was Will Fuller. Yeah, they all. Yeah. Oh, you forgot. Oh, uh, what's the name was in that draft too? Uh, Sterling Shepard was in that draft. Yep, Sterling Shepard. Yeah, yep, yep. Sterling Shepard was in that draft. Um, Hunter Henry was in that draft. Uh, Michael Thomas, like I said. What was that? When did when did Hunter Henry get drafted? It was in the second round, early second round. Second round. But again, remember, guys. All the people that were still in the league. I mean, you had Devontae Adams in the league, right? I'm saying, like, who all – I'm not just saying the rookies from that draft. I'm talking about the people that were in the draft there and that would have set you up for those next five years. I'm saying, like, we started right. a dynasty that year. So, remember, you had, like, you saw Julio, D-Hop, Devontae Adams, and some of the – like, Devontae Adams hadn't even broke out yet, right? So, like, who are the guys where it's like, okay, 
I would want them. Now, and just the last thing I'll I'll give you a little stat. I'm going to name the top from the 2016 season. I'm going to name the guys that were like that led the league in receiving and rushing. Okay, so rushing wise, the 2016 season. Is either the 2015 or 2016 season? I think it's the 2015 season. Adrian Peterson for running back. All right, I'm going to name the running backs. Adrian Peterson, Doug Martin, Todd Gurley, Darren McFadden, Chris Ivory. Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, Jonathan Stewart, Frank Gore, D'Angelo Williams. These are some names, man. Matt Forte, LaShawn McCoy, Lamar Miller, Rashad Jennings. Okay, now I'm going to say the wide receivers. Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Jarvis Landry, Brandon Marshall, Larry Fitz, Demarius Thomas, Odell, Delaney Walker. Oh, wow. Delaney Walker. Um, oh, these were for just receptions. But anyways, Brandon Cooks, A.J. Green, Michael Crabtree. So those were just names around that time, right? So you remember kind of jog your memory of like who was good. So give me a couple guys that you would for sure want on your squad. Uh, definitely for sure. Uh, at that time. This is 20. Yeah, I remember like it's 2016. Yeah, yeah. You got the next five uh, years as Dynasty. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to like just like pick myself up and drop myself in 2016. Exactly. Because at that time period, I thought like Todd Gurley and Devontae Freeman, I, I, those two were like. At that, I remember Devontae Freeman was like breaking out crazy at that time, and yeah. Todd Gurley obviously was too. So those were probably the two running backs like I definitely would have wanted going forward with. And for my receivers, I'm just gonna pick two of each: Antonio Brown, because like at that point, Antonio Brown like he was just going crazy, and like he just had like a lot of time left. I would have went with him, and maybe I would have took a. I probably would have jumped on a D Hop train. Um, I think D Hop was just starting to kind of like break out a little bit at that time because I remember uh what's the uh what's that receiver that they had uh that was on the Texas? Andre Andre, Andre Johnson, Johnson. Uh, yeah Andre Johnson, Andre Johnson. Like, I think he had just left the team I think he had just left or was like on his last year with them and then D Hot was starting to break out so those probably be like the four guys at that time that I was looking forward to like I would have like put on my team and like like push through with but Devontae Freeman for sure he was going crazy them years in Atlanta that yeah guy. yeah what um, do you mean? I'm definitely going to go just for sure wide receiver for Julio at that point. I mean, he was still – That was year five for mm-hmm. him. Or year four. Yeah. The th- obviously, the thing about Julio, obviously he wasn't giving you the touchdowns that you want, but he obviously was giving you yardage um, still at that point. Um, Le'Veon Bell still. I still probably would have rocked with Le'Veon Bell. Um, let me see who else. I'm, I'm cheating right now. Um, I found a list. I'm cheating right now. Uh, David, uh, David Johnson. Um, if I can remember at that point, at that time, he was still, uh, dominated at, the, at that point. Um, he actually, I don't think David Johnson was in the league because I just read the 2015, um, 2016 was the year he went crazy. So yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at the list. So I guess it was 20. He was drafted 2015 then had them been. Yep. And, and you know, what's funny about his year too. I think he didn't, he, it, Chris Johnson got hurt. And that's how he even like took his spot. Like halfway he, through the season. Yep, that was 2015. Right. Correct. 2015. Right. He started going yeah. crazy. The yeah. end of 2015 and 2016 was just his crazy right. year. Yeah. yeah. I thought this out there too. Um, Jordy Nelson back then. Yep. Was, uh, oh crazy. hell yeah! Was crazy back then too. Um, he was a guy I always was, ended up on my team. I yeah. always found a way him to get Jordy Nelson. Yeah, him and A Rod back then had that probably one of the best connections in the league at that point, um, especially deep balls. Um, 
But yeah, so Jamal, Jamal Charles is on this list too. But I, don't, I think at that point, I think he was kind of fizzling out. So, I mean, he's on this list, but I don't think he still was yeah. performing that high. So I kind of did this for kind of a reason. It was kind of a, a selfish reason to do this. So I, I read off all the people that were relevant in 2015. There's only two running backs that are still in the league. There's plenty of wide receivers. So that was what my draft strategy was, was wide receivers. Because six years from now, 90% of these running backs aren't going to be relevant. Right? Like, legit, I read off who was relevant in 2015 as far as running backs. Zero of them. Like, zero, like literally zero. This was Todd Gurley, uh, Devontae Freeman. They're really the only ones that's still in the league right now. Right? And then you got guys, like I said, this is 2015, right? Devontae Adams, D-Hop. Stefan Diggs, and what's crazy, Stefan Diggs was 2015 draft. Bro, Stefan Diggs was drafting like the fifth round. It's crazy, right? But you still have what I'm saying. My point is to say that these running backs, their shelf life is very small, and these wide receivers is very long. And I just went back to 2015. Like, we could go, I mean, yeah, you could say, okay, go back to 2017, 2018. For sure, there's still running backs that are still relevant at that time. Right, they were drafted around there. You had that big influx of running backs came in like 2017, 2018. Remember that one draft was like Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara, C Mac. Uh, well, C Mac was the year before 2017. Uh, but like, but you see what I'm saying? Like, my point to say is like these wide receivers play for a lot longer. Like, I, there's zero running backs that are in leagues from 2015, and then plenty of wide receivers that are in their prime still. So that was kind of my, you know. That that's a better that's a better view of what my draft strategy was. Like oh, okay, okay. the only thing I will retort with that is that that that's a good point because we know like a receiver's shelf life is probably like a little bit longer than running backs, but one thing for sure is running backs on a year to year basis, they outscore receivers. A, th- a thousand percent. And at yep. that point, if you're trying to if you're trying to win, like this is the thing. So like you want to set up your team for like if you get a receiver and he turns out to be like a, a wide receiver one, you're automatically looking at possibly like eight to ten years with that individual. And if he's like lucky, he could like go for an extra two years or something. So with a running back, you're talking more of a life of probably like seven years. So seven years but, is long for a running back. That's long. I would say short. You said, I would say you said seven. Wow. You said seven years is long for. A that's running back. very like I said. Like we just went yeah. back six. Like I said, we just went back six years. And there's only two guys that are still relevant. Yeah, but you you talking about okay? So Devontae Freeman was signed in what 2014? He was drafted. I want to say yes, around 2014. That sounds right. right. And then last year, like I mean, last year he was still playing. Well, he was more like a flex play, but that's like what roughly about eight years in the league. So yes, that's what I'm saying. There's his like Le'Veon Bell, like he was drafted what 2013 or something like that, and he officially was like not really good no more for fantasy purposes. What from 2020? So that's about seven. I think 2019 actually. But either way, like so, like let's let's just say six, seven, eight years. Just use that range. Their their peak at their best, they're like killing receivers. And points per game basis and like overall points. That's right. why their draft is so high in fantasy. Yeah. Like, no, a hundred. Yeah, I agree. So I for agree. me, I would take. I want to. I would like to solidify elite running back play before I solidify elite rivals. And, and that's fine. But my point to say was, it's like think about. It. We started in 2016, and you draft. Your draft would have been first round. Julio, second round. D Hop, third round. Devontae Adams, fourth round. Tyreek Hill, right? 
That's your top four picks. You can draft a running back in 2018 and 2019, and you're winning championships immediately. That's my point. But how do you know you could – like, but it's the thing, though. You got to be able to find it. You got to be able to find a running back. No, you're like, right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. No, you're right. But, but I'm the, saying – the league is, gets flooded with wide receivers that perform at a high level more often than running backs at the same time. So I'm looking at – like, look at our draft. I mean, it's flooded with young wide receivers that can have potential. I mean, running backs, right. it's a crapshoot a lot of the time. It so, is. No, you're right. No, you're right. But – like but again, you're you know you're 100 correct there. But like I said, if you, now all I got to do is hit on one of them, right? If I have like four, if I draft like four wide receivers, I know are solidified for the next six seven years, right? And then yeah. I just every single draft I'm drafting a running back every single year for the next five six years. I got to hit on one. If I hit one and I get an RB one, I'm in. I'm competing. I'm not, no. Well, I'm already competing with the roster I have. But I'm saying like that puts you over the edge. You just got to find one of them. And I'm, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use an example real quick. So you look at your team right now, and then you look at my team. So your receiver play is clearly like Trump and my receiver play. But what makes my team able to compete with your team uh, every like like in, any week? And why I probably pushed further than you this week? I mean, this year is because of the simple fact like my running back play. Like Joe Mixon was like a top, well, like a top four running back this year. Yeah. Like, uh, Zeke was like a top seven. He missed. I think he missed. Like, it, think about it. If he wasn't even on those pitch counts or whatever, he would have probably been another top four running back. So you're talking about two top four running backs, and then one of your receivers, like, ended up being like a top five receiver. And if let's just, I'll give AJ Brown if he didn't get hurt or something like that. Regardless, of anything my you could you I could match for the week to week. I could match receiver play better than I can than you can running back play. Agreed. Agreed. So that's where it. That's where my philosophy is. Hey, get the running backs down pat. You go receivers blossom every year for sure. Like and, cause, and once they break out, they stay there. Like for me, I'm betting on three of my young receivers to break out this coming season. They break out, and the league looks at them as like a for sure like starter. Then they're going to continue being that for years to come. So they don't have to be a top tier receiver at this moment, or they don't have to be drafted in the first round or something like that. Like. Gabriel Davis breaks out this year, then you're talking about a, a high a high end wide receiver too on the Bills offense for like a, a for probably eight to ten years. So we're betting on the same thing to a certain degree. You're just you got yours more solidified with the receiver play, but I got mine more solidified with the running back. Right. So I, think agree. Mine, yeah. I think my receipt, like I think with the receivers, it's easier to like predict a breakout from some of these guys than it is for running backs. Because running backs, man, they fuck around, they Fumbled two times in a game and they're already not a solidified back, then they might be Ronald shoved. Jones. Zach Moss. Ronald yeah, Jones, exactly. too. Yep. Right. Exactly. Well, I don't know. I mean, if, my- if you want to put it in the sense of like strategy, go back to like when you're talking about the better strategy strategy and what eggs you want to put in your basket. I would definitely try to get my running backs. And then just as far as what I'm betting on, I'm I'd rather bet on a wide trying to find wide receivers over a running back because like you said just a minute ago. Running backs, they get in the league, uh, depending on the coaching, and uh, they start mm-hmm. fucking up. Before you know what, they're out of the lineup. You know, they're out of the, they're out of the wishes of the uh, the uh, the coach. And like you said, with wide receivers, I feel like they're blossoming every week. Uh, there's a, there's a new wide receiver, uh, Gabriel Davis. Like you just said, I don't guys like that. I feel like blossom every few every year, and there's a few of them. Um, whereas running backs. I just don't see it as much. So, 
Yeah, no, hundred percent. Don't get me wrong. I agree with you hundred percent on how to construct a roster redraft wise. You need to go running backs early. But I like when it dynasty, my thought is like it and this is why my draft strategy was this way. Before we started the draft, I was like, let me go back to twenty sixteen. Right. I took my head back there. I was like, okay, who was who should I have drafted at that time? And if I still want to be if if say like I couldn't make any more trades and I would just be able to draft from here on out, who would I be happy that's still on my roster? That's who I'm drafting. And that's why my draft strategy the way it was. It was like if I would have drafted those, you know, I named off the guys like Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, like you say Stefan Diggs, like Julio, right? And that's kind of what I did, right? Like I got young talent that's like in their first, second, third year, and it's like, okay. I'm going to solidify those guys, and I know they're still – if I never end up getting them off my team, I can still use them six years from now. That's that's it, right? And, you yeah. know, again, everyone has their own philosophy. Everyone does fantasy the way they want to do it. Just want to do – that was a fun little exercise, like, just to see, like, yeah. what you know, go back in time real quick. So, um, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and dive into this draft recap part two. We're going to be talking about everybody's team because there's some teams that we haven't talked about at all. Um, so everybody's going to get a little, bo- little bit of time in the spotlight right here. Um, so draft recap, the way we're going to do this, I'm going to name off, um, everybody's like top 15 picks. I'm not going to read 25. It's just way too many. And then we're just going to talk about the draft, how it went, you know, pick some good picks, pick some bad picks, and we'll just, you know, just chop it up, talk about it. All right. So the first overall pick in our draft was Jamario White. Now, Jamario White, this was his top 15 picks. He had Derrick Henry first overall, Aaron Jones, DK Metcalf, Chase Claypool, Jalen Waddle, Javante Williams, Russell Wilson, Zach Wilson, uh, Trey Sermon, Rob Gronkowski, Henry Ruggs, yikes, um, Robert Tanyan, Adam Troutman, Brandon Cooks, and then his 15th was Corey Davis. And then I'll finish it with 16, Christian Kirk, because that's a decent guy. So that was his top 16 picks. Um... I'll go ahead and say that, you know, we've already talked about draft study a million times. I wouldn't have gone running back, running back, which a lot of people did. And, I'm, you know, what you do is what you do. Um, I mean, those are two great running backs. I mean, he got Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones. I mean, that's solidified great running backs in his first two picks. Um, yeah. I see his first pick that I think, and he actually has already said this before, is Chase Claypool in the fourth, right? I mean, there are guys on the board, right, like – I mean, he had Debo, Michael Thomas, Allen Robinson, CeeDee Lamb, Mike Evans, DJ Moore, Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin. I mean, so many other wide receivers. And don't get me wrong, Chase Claypool had a solid rookie season, a lot of touchdowns. But as crowded as that wide receiver room is in Pittsburgh, I mean, who's, I mean, Chase Claypool could still do something in the league. I'm not saying. No, like, he, it's not even Kenny. He's Will. Like, yeah, oh, right, 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 right. That's a good pick. That's a good pick there. I he already got DK. Yeah, no, right. I mean, I, I don't love it as far as, like I said, I just think there was better guys on the board there, right? Yeah, I, like, totally. I, like my point is like I would have definitely picked a seat. And again, we've already talked about this Debo Samuel situation. I don't think anybody would have drafted Debo there in the fourth, right? Because he just no. broke out. Um, but uh, again, like I definitely, there's definitely some guys that I'm like, I definitely would have went there. Just personally, right? I definitely would have went CD there for over Trace Clip. I would have went Terry McLaurin there. And again, you can have the argument Chase Claypool would be better than Terry McLaurin. I'm just saying from my perspective, right? Um, yeah, that's the first one that hits me um, as far as like, okay, could have got somebody better there in the fourth? Maybe just a little early, right? Uh, but maybe not. We'll see uh, going forward. Um, 
any is anything jump off the page right now as far as you as far as looking at it? Um, anybody? Well, as far as my first one that I, I liked was this Devontae Williams pick. Yeah, I think um, so, yeah, that was a really solid pick. Just the youth, and I mean, he showed some flashes this year. I mean, he got a few games over twenty this year. Um, I think going forward, he can be possibly a running back too. Um, I think he'd be RB one. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I, mean, I do. I, I, he's gonna he's gonna be a top case scenario. Yeah, for sure. Best. I mean, I, I guess that's anybody's best case scenario. But for sure, I think he can like, be okay, on the fringe, like 12, 13, 11, You know, yeah, depending on what you get to running back one. Um, he can definitely be that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, does anything jump off the page from you, Russ? That you're like, uh, for me. Uh, the Zach Wilson pick was terrible. That wasn't a good pick. I understand the Trey Sermon pick. I really like the Jaden Waddle pick, even though he don't have him on his team no more, which I don't, oh. I just, there was a lot of, I'm going to be honest with you, man. There was a lot of just we, like, we're going to have an episode next week, trades, next man. week, it's next just... week, next week. Uh, sorry to cut you off. Next week will be the episode. We're going to do trade recap. Like year one trade reviews, um, we're gonna we're gonna break down all those. That's like the, next like episode. like the 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 lack of patience with a lot of people in this league is just crazy to me. Um, but the Jalen Waddle pick was that was a good pick. I like I liked his beginning of the draft. I didn't care for the Aaron Jones pick to be honest with you because I like I said I just felt like AJ Dillon was gonna phase him out, and I think he's gonna continuously like phase him out to the point Aaron Jones is gonna be like a it's gonna be like a. 50-50 split for sure this season to the point where some of his touchdowns are really going to get taken for sure this year. And I think he's going to be, like, delegated to, like, he'll have some carries and stuff, but really, like, a third down back type of role. You know, they're going to just utilize him 50-50. I feel like he could have probably saw that coming into the season because they started, like, phasing uh, A.J. Dillon into the system from last year. I mean, the year before his rookie year. So um, I like the Javante Williams pick. Uh, Gronkowski's cool as tight end. You can always replace one. Um, I think. I think his. I think he. I think he went half and half. I think he made more good picks than bad picks. I agree. I agree. I <laughs> like the Trey Sermon one. That's an unfortunate situation, and we none of us could have predicted that. Uh, so I would consider that a good pick when the season started. Um, Henry Ruggs. You can't see. That's the type of stuff you can't predict. You can't predict somebody driving 140 miles per hour and killing somebody. Like it's just. You just can't predict that stuff. But that, at that time, that was a good pick. I like the Brandon Cooks pick. That's a value pick there. And Corey Davis, I think, is somewhat of a value pick also, which I took from him. So I think he did okay. I, I, it's not great, but I see where he has a foundation. Like if Aaron Jones kind of like phases out, he got Javante Williams to put in yep. that RB2 spot. And I think his receivers are fine. Um, I think Chase Claypool, it's a it's – a, it's a quarterback situation. It's not really a lot of these guys. It's quarterback situations. It's not the talent. Like I think he'll have. I think his breakout is coming this year. I I, I also I also think Chase Claypool, Claypool has one of those diva factors. Um, that's just my opinion. I think he's kind of a guy that's. There's a couple times this year, like I, one specifically was like. Obviously, I think everyone saw the one where it's like you need to play music at practice. I think, I think what the NFL does in the media once they they always have one scapegoat as a wide receiver. That's like the diva. Always, it's always been that way. Like started with like T.O. Chad Johnson went to Antonio Brown. Like there's a couple other guys in there, 
right? Like Josh Gordon for a little bit. They always pick their guy that's like the diva, and they're trying to turn Chase Claypool into that. Like he did that. Like every small thing they say, they try to blow it up. But also, like the thing was, I don't know if y'all saw it. Was like it was in the fourth quarter. They're driving to the field with like. 45 seconds left and he gets a first down yeah. he's like showboating it's like what are yeah, you doing, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah like, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, but i mean uh, whatever i mean the talent's great I, I don't disagree with that um i mean he's from notre dame man they didn't it wasn't like i mean notre dame's like, a solid school yeah but, whatever happened to that wide receiver that they had way back in the day notre dame yeah oh never mind he, he pitches now never mind i'm thinking about jeff samarja anyway um there's another pick I like on his was Christian Kurt. Um, that's why I'm glad you mentioned it because he got why are y'all so late. Like, like, what is y'all infatuation with him? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, he was a wide receiver 26, I think. He's it was why, but I'll say this, and I actually thought about it today. I, I thought about it today because the reason I wanted him in a trade was because I knew D Hop was out, and that's what I think his stats are a little inflated because D Hop was out for a little bit. And I had that, I had to take a step back today. I was looking at Christian Kirk, and I like looked at his stats, and I was like, damn, he finished like wide receiver 26. I mean, that's I mean, he had weeks where he, he had wide receiver one performances. I mean, there's like a week where he scored two touchdowns in a game, which that was week one with D Hop there, right? But, um, um, I mean, I do agree that like some of his stats were a little inflated because D Hop wasn't there. But like, just I mean, number one, just like watching him play football, he's solid, and he like I mean, he did have flashes, right? Like that's kind of my thing with him. Like he he just he's a solid wide receiver. He's solid. Like he's. Yeah, I, thing, I think. Let me say one thing, and before we move on to the next guy, he he his rookie year he was he he was pushing to the wide receiver one role on that team, right? Because Larry Fitzgerald was kind of like basically done and he couldn't really do nothing. I understand he's a rookie, so I'm not trying to go as hard. So he didn't really do much there. They bring in D hop. He's their wide receiver too. And he's like not even fulfilling that role properly. They draft Rondell Moore and they bring in AJ green. So it's kind of letting you know where he's really at with that team and with like how you guys are placing him as this potential, whatever y'all potential like trying to make him be, but it's obviously he's not really that. Like, I just don't see it because look, they they drafted Rondell Moore when he could have easily been the raw receiver two for that team, and they bring in AJ Green and like Christian Kirk snaps were like he was like the third receiver on the team. Like they had AJ, it was AJ Green and D Hop, and then he was playing like in the slot, and then like he was like going in and out with like Rondell Moore, but he he got more snaps than Rondell Moore, obviously. But it's just like, what do they? Obviously, they don't see what we see, what y'all see, basically. No, I'm fair. I'll say this. And this, you know, to my detriment, like there's certain guys that, you know, that I watch in college and because I don't watch college, you know, as much as other people do. That if I see him in college, do certain things, I just certain, I just get enamored with him. And I kind of just kind of like follow him throughout their mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. Christian Kirk is one of those guys. I mean, he kind of showed a lot of flashes as far as his deep threat ability and stuff like that. I mean, he but, does it now, too, but like you like it's not consistent. So it's not like I can rely on it. But, you know, it'd be nice to have him in the cut. That's why when. I was trying to trade with John. I would like. I kind of wanted them in the trade, but it, it, don't get me wrong. I don't think Chris Kirk will ever be a wide receiver one. Don't misconstrue what I'm thinking. I think he's a very solid wide receiver. He could be a solid wide receiver too, and a very good flex play. Like that's the way I view Christian Kirk. Yeah. Like I'm not saying like he's a wide receiver one by any means. Um, so let's go ahead and move on. Let's uh let's go to the second. Tim Tebow. Fuck that. Oh I'm yeah. Oh yeah. Notable pick. Tim Tebow last round. Get the fuck out of here. He has a bit. Playing like if you paid attention, he had no chance of even making zero chance. 
Um, I, mean, I think that, but that, I know that, why. That Ramondre Stevenson pick, it could be something. That's big, yeah, 17th. Um, yeah, and I remember I talked to White uh, before the draft, and he said that he was going to be drafted. And you know, kudos to him. I wasn't even looking that much into prospects at that time, but he was like, Ramondre Stevenson's my guy. He was drafted, and he loved him. Um, now let's go into um, – the second overall pick, which was Winstein. So Winstein's picks were Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Hopkins, Travis Kelsey, Dak Prescott, Travis Etienne, uh, Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, Trey Lance, James Robinson, Leonard Fournette, Will Fuller, Zach Moss, Tom Brady, T.Y. Hilton, Pat Fryermuth. Um, those are his top 15 picks. This is a solid draft. I mean, like naming those guys off, I – um, I'll kind of start here. I think um, he possibly, I think going third, fourth, and fifth picks, right? Um, going, going tied in in the third, and then quarterback in the fourth. Again, this is dynasty, right? But when you do that, that puts you at a disadvantage at the wide receiver and running back positions, right? Because think about all the guys that went after he picked Travis Kelsey. I mean, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey. I mean, that was that was still a solid pick. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but like he drafts. Um, Dak Prescott, right? I guess that's at the turnaround. Dak Prescott and Travis Etienne were his fourth and fifth picks. Um, there's a lot of good wide receivers. I'm surprised he didn't go CD Lamb. That's actually shocking. He didn't go CD Lamb in the fifth round, him being Cowboys fan and everything, over Travis Etienne. And actually, you look at it, he ended up trading that person for uh, CD Lamb, which is actually pretty wild now that I look at it. He drafted Travis Etienne in the fifth. And CeeDee Lamb was drafted after that, and then he traded Travis Etienne in a first to get CeeDee Lamb, who he could have drafted in the fifth. So that's pretty interesting, actually, looking at it now. Um, so I guess, I mean, that would probably be the first thing I say. Just just off of how his yeah. actions were during the league, I would say that that was a bad move because he lost the capital of a first-round pick um, off of that move, that draft pick. But, I mean, Travis Etienne at that time, I mean, that's not a terrible pick in the fifth. I mean, first-round draft pick. You know, running back. I mean, I'm saying I mean, he got hurt, so he couldn't do much year one. We don't know what his potential is yet. Um, is anything jump off the page um, for y'all as far as his draft goes? I didn't. I think I, didn't I, really think, I, think, I think he. Oh, go ahead. My bad. I didn't really love the ETN pick. I mean, you said you liked it. I mean, I didn't really like it. Um, like you mentioned, he didn't. He hasn't shown much. I mean, obviously he got hurt. But to pick him, I feel like that early. I feel like you got some other guys. Um, but it's not the worst pick in the world. I mean, there wasn't a lot. Sorry, there wasn't a lot of running backs left. I'll just for context, I'll name the running backs left: Chris Carson, Dave Montgomery. Yeah, I probably would have done Dave Montgomery. Chris Carson, Dave Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Kareem Hunt, Javante Williams. Who he ended up picking? Or no, he didn't. Sorry, that was White. Um, no. Chase Edmonds. Um, I mean, Mark Michael. That's really in the list. I mean, the last guys are like James Robinson, Leonard Fournette, you know, Miles Gaskin. Um, so there really wasn't much running backs left. So he had to grab one, and I agree with you. He probably could should have went Dave Montgomery there, um, if he was going to grab one. But uh, go ahead. No, I was done. I wasn't going to expand on Travis Etienne, but I'll, I'll let uh, Russ go. I think I think I think he had a good draft. Uh, I think he went obviously like win now perspective. Yeah. He tried to sprinkle in some young guys here and there, but he he definitely went for names. He wasn't really like nothing stands out with like, hey, I'm trying to take a shot on this guy that you know rookie that nobody's really talking about or nothing like that. Yep. Um, I, I don't blame him for that. Like you know, just like, hey, go with what you know. Um, I think he had a good draft. I can't lie, to be honest with you, the Dak Prescott. I probably took Justin Herbert over Dak Prescott though. Well, Justin um, Herbert was already gone. 
Yeah, he's already gone. Oh, it is going the other way. Yeah. yeah so, but he would have definitely picked that press out there anyways because he's a Cowboys fan. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't. I, honestly, man, I don't. I don't. I don't have an issue. With yeah, it, it wasn't bad. I. I think that it is more of like this is like a, a this looking at it. This is a really good redraft draft, right? That's the way I look at it. Like, and I and I think that shows it like how we've talked about yeah. his team, right? Where it's like, yeah, he's good for the next year or two. I think he shot himself in the foot. Like, and we, like I said, we're gonna cover some of this when it comes down to trades because this is where. His team, I, I would have stuck with this team and live with whatever happened this year, and then have my draft picks, and then yep. see who I need to offload, yep, and, or and replace with drafts, like with draft prospects. But he just wasn't patient with nothing. So. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's really. That, we'll go ahead and move on from that one. Uh, we've talked about his team in depth already, um, so we'll go to to third overall pick, which was Baton. Team Django, 803. Um, team Django. Those of y'all that don't know, he, he looks exactly like Jamie Foxx. Um, yeah, I know. I, I, know. <laughs> I mean, exactly uh, like Jamie Foxx. Information to me, no, I know. I was wondering what the hell his name was. Yes, there. I'm telling you. I'll, I'll send you his Facebook. I mean, it's hilarious. Uh, anyways, um, so his first overall pick was Alvin Kamara, then Antonio Gibson, uh, Devonta Smith. Lamar Jackson, Debo Samuel, Cooper Cup. Oh, my God. That duo pick back-to-back right there is phenomenal. Chase Edmonds, uh, Justin Fields, um, Mike Gusecki, um, Melvin Gordon, Kenyon Drake, Jalen Rager, Kenneth Gainwell, Hayden Hurst, Mac Jones. That fucking took a hard right turn. (laughs) I mean, those top – that's really how I'd break this down. Those first – one, two, three, four, five, six picks. Great, right? I mean, again, maybe Devonta Smith was a little early there. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, you know, yeah that's but no, nah, that was a good pick there, bro. No, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I mean, like, like in retrospect, like the guys that were available, right? Like Calvin Ridley. Again, uh, you know, this was before the Calvin Ridley situation. I mean, Calvin Ridley, AJ Brown, Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen. Jamar Chase. But you, gotta, but you also got to think about his mindset. Like, That's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Even, I, still, even still, though, he was still wrong, though. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you're, if you're looking for young, young, you know, wide receiver you could win chase but that's just right that's, that's, that's exactly thing, right? that's the thing I, i'm not saying like if he believe devonta smith could still be a wide receiver one i mean he could be a wide receiver one for the next five you know to 10 years i have no idea i'm just saying as of right now how the draft like reviewing it from now like i said like aj brown stefan diggs and jamar chase like those three guys i probably would have picked over devonta smith but having that youth on his side being a high caliber guy heisman winner i mean i i he could definitely outperform where he, he can outperform where he was drafted in the future. Don't get me wrong. I do think that that's possible. Um, but th- th- I mean, drafting a guy right there in the third, he needs to hit. That's kind of, yeah. You think he's handcuffed? And he by was solid. He's kind of handcuffed by, his, I mean, he could be could handcuffed by his quarterback situation too. I yeah. Mean, he finished at wide receiver. He finished at wide receiver 29 right there. Uh, okay. you're Who did? Devonta Smith. He finished at wide receiver number 29. In uh, fantasy, so um, and like I said, not terrible. I mean, he could still perform goal, but I mean, I think going to strength that Debo Samuel Cooper Cup back to back. Oh man, fifth and sixth, that was massive, especially for this season. Uh, I mean, those were the top two guys, right? I think that's wide receiver one and wide receiver two. Yeah, 
Um, yep. Cooper Cup, wide receiver one. Debo was wide receiver three. Three, I think. Three yeah. in PPR, yeah. Two in standard. Um, I think De- uh, Devontae Adams beat him. Yeah, there's not much to say. I mean, that's really the highlight of his draft, I think. It's those two picks back to back. I mean, they outperformed. Yep. I mean, you basically got the, I think the two best players this year as far as just like names and performance. Um, I guess I saw Jonathan Taylor. That, yep. Those two guys, top performers. Those year. guys carried him to that nine and four record into the playoffs. They carried him. Um, they were massive this year. Um, and then, like I said, a kind of a, a left turn once you hit like pick eight. <laughs> like Justin Fields, Melvin Gordon's okay. That's fine. Uh, Mike Gesicki was not good this year. Um, Kenyon Drake, no. Jalen Wager, no. Kenneth Gainwell, no. Hayden Hurst, no. Mac Jones, that's fine. Fifteenth pick, Mac Jones, that's okay. I'm not mad at that. Um, but there's a lot of misses. Like eight to eight to thirteen was a lot of misses there. I, I think I think he has the I think he has one of the top like ten picks if you average them out. But then it's like the last half of his draft wasn't really that good. But in reality, like. Man, a lot of those guys, he could just like at this moment right now drop them and pick them up for some waiver wire people. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I missed a pick because uh, I did a trade with him in draft, and I traded. Uh, he also picked uh, Malcolm Brown, Hollywood Brown, in the 11th round. I'm sorry, so we did miss that. So that was a decent. That was that was a decent pick, value pick, 11th uh, round, Malcolm Brown. That was pretty solid because Malcolm Brown did pretty good this year. At least the first half of the season, he finished. I like wide his, his receiver, he got his receiving core is very good. He, yeah, he might he might actually have the, the the best receiving core starting right at this moment if you take in consideration averaging it all out. Like the starters, he might actually have those. That. He's definitely I, he's he is two bigger heavy hitters than I do. Um, again, if you want to bring up another receiving core that could rival his, but like I said, yes, obviously Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel are the best one-two punch, especially after what they just did. Um, but like, there's not much depth after that, right? You got De- Debo Samuel, Cooper Cup, Devonta Smith, and then Malcolm Brown. It kind of that drop off from like Debo to like Devonta Smith and Malcolm Brown is a little bit more of a drop off than you know when I go like Jamar Chase, AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, right? Like, it, it, this is a little more of a drop off. I'm not saying it's bad. Malcolm Brown and Devonta Smith are going to be solid, right? Just a little more of a drop off, but he's definitely heavy top two. Or, I mean, he literally had wide receiver one. I'm gonna be honest with you. He needs to like to stay put and not be making no more trades. Like if he, I'm a, I will say this. Like if he makes more trades, it's gonna look weird. Like because it's gonna it's gonna be like, are you paying attention? Or are you like out of sync? Because your starters, your starters are there. You got a lot of draft picks right now. Like you don't need to be making any trades unless he set up. Yeah. Unless he traded those draft pick for solidified guys, right? Yeah, I think that that yeah, would be yeah, smart yeah, move. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. If he's doing that, but if he's trading players away for like more draft capital, it's gonna look crazy. Yeah, I agree. I agree, a hundred percent. But as as White said, uh, Bate doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. So um, we'll see. <laughs> so we'll jump ahead. Um, so Nate had the fourth overall pick. We hit his. I had the fifth overall pick. We did mine. Then we'll go to Colson, who had the sixth overall pick. Um, his first overall pick was Dalvin Cook. Then he went Kyler Murray, Stephon Diggs, Austin Eckler, Chris Carson, Mark Andrews, Tyler Lockett, De- um, Deontay Johnson, uh, Cortland Sutton, Devin Singletary, McCole Hardman, uh, Terrace Marshall, 
Carson Wentz, Alexander Madison, and Michael Gallup. I mean, this was, I think this was the best draft as far as like seven and down. Um, he, I mean, he didn't miss like from the seventh pick down. Like he hit Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, Cortland Sutton. Eh, I mean, I mean at the ninth pick, that's not bad. Devin Singletary, eh, but that's not a terrible miss. McCole Hardman in the 11th. Terrace Marshall, he didn't do anything year one. Carson Wentz, whatever. He got his handcuff in the 14th, Alexander Madison. And Michael Gallup is another great value pick at 15. Um, nah, I don't, I don't like that. What? That wasn't that, that. None of those guys. I think. I think that. I, okay. I. I think I was more so when I saw Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, seven and eight. Those were great picks and great value picks there. Um, mm-hmm. I think those were phenomenal. And like I said, Corlin Sutton and Devin Singletary. At that point, though, when with the running backs left, I mean, he was probably one of the best ones. Um, Corlin Corlin Sutton is a good pick. Like yeah. I like that pick. It's just he's just a quarterback away, so I, I won't criticize yeah. that. Pick. that um, that's a very good pick at that point. And then my, yeah. yeah, and then McCole Hardman eleventh. I mean, again, I mean, there's there's not. And like the thing is, like what's left, right? Like, yeah, he probably could have went Brandon Ayuk there. That probably would have been a better pick than McCole Hardman. Um, and then, but I mean, there's nothing else I mean, really that jumps. I mean, Kirk. I mean. Obviously, Colson, Colson wasn't doing that would have been a step for him, possibly. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. Colson wasn't doing his research with rookies, man, because you're not gonna take. You're not gonna tell me you're not gonna take Rashad Bateman over Rico Harmon. Like you're not gonna t- like. It's just like because out of all the young guys, you want to take Terrence Marshall. Like you weren't paying attention. To that him. was the word. Yeah, that was. I think that's why I don't <laughs> like, I think I think Terrence Marshall is actually talented, but like is, the situation, yeah, the situation, the situation's too, tough. Like, on, like Car- Carolina's not. No good. way. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was yeah that that's like you could have literally like you could have had like Kadarius t- like no bro he could have had so like so he could have had Curtis Samuel um, Brandon Cooks Corey Davis Christian Kirk um, Antonio Brown Kadarius yep Kadarius Tony um, Boy, I mean I'm Amon Ross St. Brown Rondell Moore Darnell Mooney Darnell Mooney oh I can't wait to get that one that was a fucking incredible pick um. Oh, oh man, I'm about to roast that shit. All right, but uh, but anyways, so yeah, so that that's Colson. I think uh, I do want to say one thing because um, I remember when this first happened. I remember talking on the phone with Colson. Did you give him shit for uh, that Kyler Murray Kyler Murray pick in the second round? Like when it happened, Russ? I, I told him, I, yeah, I was like, why would you draft him? Why would you draft Kyler Murray over to Josh Allen? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a preference thing. It, really, it had it to be a preference thing because there's no there's no reason. That you would pick him over, uh, well, Kyler Murray. But if you look, okay, if you're looking at it, because remember, he went crazy 2020. Um, I mean, he oh, did, uh, you right, but I'm saying rushing touchdowns. He had, I think he had 13, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. He had 11 rushing touchdowns. Um, yeah, no, you're right. He, um, Josh Allen was, yeah, he had already, he broke out at the same time. And again, I think that's preference. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I would have taken Josh Allen too over Kyler Murray. I don't get the preference though. Cause I mean, if you want to say like, I mean, cause even the Russian aspect of it, Josh Allen's going to be able to sustain his rushing. He's more sturdy. Yeah. They're going to start telling Kyler Murray to not run as much. I mean, obviously he's actually pretty good at not taking big hits. I will say that. Like he's good at slides. He slides. Yeah. He slides. Yeah. He's very good at that. Um, but again, Josh Allen is the bigger guy, and I feel like, especially down on the goal line, he's gonna give you a lot more touchdowns. But like you said, you said preference, but I mean, I don't even know what, what, what's the preference. 
I, what's, what's, what's the difference? He might think that Kyle Murray is a better talent. I don't know. Possibly. Okay. I mean, that's at that I, time. Okay. At that time, when because you know me and him talk all the time, so at that time when he drafted, I wasn't really giving him shits like it was a terrible pick. I was just like, if you're gonna go quarterback, why would you go Kyler Murray over Josh Allen? And he was just like, he just liked Kyler Murray better. Like he made, I think it was his. I think he started making some points that just didn't make sense. Like it was just like he was like, well, he rushes, rushes and get rushing touchdowns, and he was just like. I guess he was, you know, he got caught up for a second. I think he realized, like, yeah, maybe Josh Allen was the better pick by that time. I just was stuck on <laughs> Kyler Murray because his points after that, I was just like, wait, what? More rushing touchdowns? Like, they both get rushing touchdowns. That's, both yeah. That's why so, he drafted Stephon Diggs in the third. He's like, well, shit, Josh Allen does good. I'm going to Stephon Diggs. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. People don't realize, like, the people there are that, 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 even they don't realize the people there are never who it. They don't even realize that they're, they like people that they shouldn't. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, he, me, person, yeah, me personally, me personally, I'm I have zero emotion to any players. I will always okay. try to go <laughs> value. I will go value. I will always go value over. Yeah, me too, bro. I like. You I like do not care. Too. I will always. And again, to each his own, man. Like, look at Winstein. Winstein always has to have a Dallas guy, and he won two years in a row in redraft. Like, so I mean, shit. To each his own, and yeah, like, but he don't be having Dallas players like that though. Yeah, he does always. He's he's like like a thing like like let's look at like Rodgers and we're gonna get to his team here in a second but like Rodgers for example right like he always has Matt Stafford I mean it's not a lot of guys but it's always like one right it's it, there's certain people who play fantasy right and it's just it's just funny because you just always end up drafting that guy if they're available you don't look at potential like if you get in like the 10th round and Matt Stafford is there he's not even gonna look at possible potential going forward he's just yeah. oh I'm getting Matt Stafford just because like oh, I really don't care at this point I'm just gonna get this guy that's kind of my point where it's like people just do that where it's like I have to draft this guy I mean but anyways the only the only well the only pick you could criticize that he took was probably the Chris Carson one that one is probably not gonna age well at all going forward uh he probably could have took a David Montgomery um Right. That was that was uh, Javante Williams. If I would have went like at that point, you see, that's where I would have got. I wouldn't have took Chris Carson there. I would have probably rolled the dice with like a Javante Williams or something because you already had two veteran running backs, Dalvin Cook and Austin Eckler. So you know, you didn't. There was really no need for a third veteran. Like Chris Carson been in the league for no. years too, so he could have went more of a youth but i mean obviously he has a draft pick in the first round where he could like do that so i can't like knock it too hard but i, I do like colson overall team well really his overall starting lineup is probably one of the most like well balanced like yep. put together like it's not like it's not a it's not a scary team to go against i i feel like i mean people look at his running back court be like yeah all secular diving cook but they could like no there's a there's people could match that with running backs but Right. Balance from top to bottom. I mean, top to bottom to bottom. Top to bottom. I think it's. I think it's legit. I think he should have made the playoffs this year. I don't know what went wrong. But. Yeah, I think me and him, I think he had a tough schedule. I'd have to look at like points against. I think he because um, he was right there in the middle of pack too, as far as. But he was but, so uh, stuck. I will. I ain't gonna lie. Like he, he's not crazy about the dynasty league. Like he was. He's obviously way more into the redraft. Because there were some times where. 
he had a player in his lineup and didn't take him out, and that player was like, out. And I'll hit him yeah, up and be like, yo, bro, like, what are you doing? And he'd be like, oh, I didn't even, like, check it. I'm like, oh. Well, damn. I, I think that a lot, like, I think that was really a lot of people. I think, obviously, every, I mean, we've been doing redraft for almost 10 years now. So mm-hmm. I think everybody kind of had that, like, you know, it was Dynasty year one. It was a different app, so it made it a little, you know, a little um, more yeah. resistance to get to it and, like, pay attention to it, right? But I also do think that, now, especially with the podcast, and then like now we're in the off season, there is no redraft, right? So it keeps you kind of still involved in it. So I think now going into year two, people are going to be a little more excited for the dynasty aspect. Um, so let's go. Last three guys. Um, we'll hit Reynolds. He had the eighth overall pick. Uh, well, uh, Russ had the seventh overall. So uh, Reynolds had the eighth overall pick. His first overall pick was Patrick Mahomes, uh, Cam Akers. Keenan Allen, J.K. Dobbins, Dave Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Robert Woods, T. Higgins, Jarvis Landry, Evan Ingram, Gerald Everett, uh, Robbie Anderson, Kadarius Tony, Baker Mayfield, Antonio Brown. Um, <coughs> sorry, it's a nice sorry. Um Yeah, it's actually really funny, and I'll, I'm not afraid to admit this. It was funny when we started talking about Dynasty, and I I remember I had this conversation with White. Um, I, I mean, I did never done dynasty before. And I told why I'd have having this conversation with White and I was like, bro, if I have the first round pick, I'm getting, I'm getting Patrick Mahomes. But like, it, cause the thing is like, I mean, I'm going to have him for 15 years and he's just the guy, right? And obviously I'm glad that, and, and again, I was the fifth overall pick and I'm getting Saquon, right? But I still think first overall, if you're going to secure your guy, cause you're not, if, I mean, if you pick Patrick Mahomes the first five, it's like, okay. Right. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes first overall pick, um, I, I would, I, I would have took it. Yeah, 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 I don't think it was a bad spot, right? Like, all, a lot of the top heavy-hitting running backs are already gone. You get Patrick Mahomes for the next 10 years. I mean, he could literally be the QB1 for the next 10 years, right? Or I mean, he's you know he's going to be, like, top five barring injury, right? So you can't really argue that. Um, Cam Akers, I know, Russ, you like that pick. Like you said, you were going to probably draft him there. Um, no, no, probably. That's I was yeah. – my fingers are so crossed, and he took – I almost fainted. I ain't going to lie. Um – by the way, Cam Akers is available because I've I've been talking to him about a trade. So if you want to go get him, go get him. Uh, anyways, <laughs> put Reynolds' business out there. Oh, I talked to him, man. He he's available. Cam Akers is available. I trust me. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna lie. Listen, he came back. I know he, came he was looking real I, nice. I talk, I bro. I, I talk. I talk. That nice, brother. Don't you don't know if he looked that nice. I nah. I know, man, Russ. I know your game, man. You're just trying to talk he him down. So no, you're gonna go get him. I'm trying to talk him over. Game. I don't. I don't. I get. I get what I want. Like I. If I want to play, I can go get him right now. If I, I don't give up both my first round picks, I really want him. But when he came back, and I know it's just like he came back. Uh, late in the season, he still wasn't gelling well, but he wasn't running that good to me when he came back. So I, I really would, but like if you want to get him, this is the right time because beginning of the season, if he starts snapping, then you obviously you're gonna have to like pay up, give up more to get him. But he did look good that one game. That game, what's the game he hurt that hurt that dude in? Uh, he looked good that game. He looked good for before sure. he got hurt, man. There was a game. There was definitely yeah. a game when he came back and he looked good, and it was. Like, oh. I'm just trying to up his trade value so you can just. 
offer some BS for him. I ain't gonna lie, Sony Michelle was running better than him, bro. He was, yeah. Just, Sony Michelle looked good, but again, yeah, you gotta real. You also gotta realize like game flow. Like you coming in, all these guys have been playing football for eighteen, like seventeen weeks. Like you just come in out of nowhere off the street. Like it's tough. Like you're not gonna getting reacclimated to game speed and shit is difficult. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't judge him until like you know week four or five. The beginning, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. No, you're right. That's why I said I like if you're gonna get him, get him now because at the beginning of the season he's probably gonna come out like going yeah. crazy. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm definitely he's on my radar for like redraft. So yeah, I mean, I mean, but I like I like Reynolds. Um, yeah, so J.K. Dobbins, Dave Montgomery, solid running back picks, fourth and fifth, mm-hmm. uh, very solid. Uh, Miles Sanders, I mean, still great talent. I mean. Uh, who knows? He's the, one of the biggest question marks. It's like I don't even just want to look at him. I don't. Even, I wouldn't even want to touch him. It's just like so I weird. Go, I want to go somewhere different. Yeah, it's just so weird. Um, Robert he Woods. Start, he could have started looking for a receiver. Uh, yes, and see, I agree a thousand percent. Because you think about it, DJ Moore would have been a way better pick there. DJ Moore, Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett. I mean, I would oh, yeah, take sure. any of those guys. I would have yeah. taken Kareem Hunt over Miles Sanders. Javante Williams is another running back he could have taken there. Um. Yeah. yeah. That. I. That's his worst. Yeah. That Miles Sanders pick is definitely the worst pick. Just uh, all the guys that went there right after. Um. And he had potential, but it did, clearly didn't come to fruition. Uh. Oh. Robert Woods, solid value pick in the seventh. He's older, but who cares? I mean, he's gonna. He's one of the best offenses. Like, if and you're in the seventh round, right? Pick a for sure guy because he only had Keenan Allen at that point. So you, I think Robert Woods is a good pick there because, like I said, he only had one guy wide receiver at that point, and you may as well go ahead and get another guy that solidified like a wide receiver one. Man, he jacked he jacked two of my picks in that draft. I ain't gonna lie. And then T Higgins, it was That's T Higgins. I, was, I like yeah. I like T Higgins. I like I like yeah, that. He's pick. nice. That was a good pick. Uh, Jarvis Landry nine uh, again. Uh, could could he pick somebody better? Yeah, but it got it was kind of weak. It was kind of thin at that point at wide receiver. Um, Evan Ingram, Gerald Everett. I, yeah, it kind of takes a right turn. The last pick that I like is Kadarius Tony in the thirteenth. Um, and then Antonio Brown was a good value at fifteen at the time. Um, but yeah, yeah. nothing crazy. See, that's where see that's where I'm not coasting. I'm like, bro, you could have had like I would took Kadarius Tony over fucking. Carson Wentz. At that point, I I could have too, because you know I'm a giant. Fan. I was I took the Earth Smith thing because of the youth, and I was just like, I thought this is supposed to be, this is supposed to be his breakout year. I ain't gonna lie. So, yeah, and you already he, went back to back why, right there. I you can bet. Yeah, and that's why yeah. I was just like, ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I look back at it now. I probably would have took Kadarius Tony over Earth Smith right at this moment. Yes. Yeah. Um. Let's hit these last two real quick. Um. So we got uh Rogers, Percy Adams. His first overall pick was Nick Chubb, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Swift, Kyle Pitts, C.D. Lamb, Kenny Galladay, D.J. Chark, Ronald Jones, Michael Carter, Deshaun Watson, Raheem Mostert, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Stafford, Amon Ross St. Bound, and Darnell Mooney. Um, Man, that chunk right there in the middle, sheesh. So, I think, this is me personally, those top five picks are like one of the best in this entire draft. Like Nick Chubb, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Swift, Kyle Pitts, C.D. Lamb. Personally, like Nick Chubb, solid RB1. Tyreek Hill, wide receiver one. DeAndre Swift, could he have gotten a better run about there? Possibly Joe Mixon, J.K. Dobbins, Austin Eckler, maybe, right? But DeAndre Swift is solid. I mean, where did he finish year one or this past season? Why running back 15 in PPR? I mean, that's solid, right? Um, Kyle Pitts, home run pick in the fourth, in my personal opinion, and CeeDee Lamb, a great pick in the fifth. Great top five pick there. 
then it kind of starts turning, in my opinion, right? Um, Kenny Galladay, DJ Chark. I mean, again, DJ Chark got hurt. So, but then Ronald Jones, Michael Carter was solid in the ninth. Um, but then four quarterbacks from, oh, he didn't have a quarterback. That makes sense. Never mind. He hadn't drafted a quarterback yet. So he went three quarterbacks from 10, around 10 to around 13. A lot of talent was there, but he, I guess, I mean, he got a lot of guys early. Um, so I guess Ronald Jones is like the kind of the one that sticks out to me is like the worst pick. Um, at least in retrospect, at the time it wasn't terrible, right? But that one didn't. If Deshaun Watson comes back and is ready to go, it's gonna, his team will be a problem. Yep. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That turned into a value pick if he ended up being yep. really good. And Darnell Mooney was, I think that was probably one of the best picks in the 15th round. That was a very good value pick. Um, St. Brown, too. Amon Ross St. Brown, yep. And again, yeah. I'll give him that probably. I know he's a Detroit guy. So that's probably why. And I mean, no fault to him. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown, I, of course, he did more research on him because he's a Detroit Lion. And you know, to his credit, I mean, he pretty much broke out year one. I mean, he did great. I mean, he's wide receiver 21. And it was towards the end of the year he broke out. I mean, he went crazy. I mean, he literally had five touchdowns in the last six weeks, averaging, like, basically, you know, 90 yards. I mean, he he broke out towards the end of the year for sure. Um, But, I mean, I don't trust Jared Goff, so we'll see. They're definitely going to draft a quarterback. Um, For sure. For sure, for sure. You don't got to trust trust Jared Goff. I mean, he can still get the ball towards the end. That's true. That's true. And that's But that's also why I like DeAndre Swift because, I mean, he's going to be – Getting a lot of work in the receiving. Um, all right, let's let's go ahead and let's get this last one. Rowan's been getting beat up the last two episodes. All right, I'm gonna name it off. Um, so first overall, Najee Harris. I think that was a good pick. Najee Harris, um, Josh Jacobs, George Kittle, Darren Waller, Mike Evans, Odell, Julio, Jerry Judy. A.J. Dillon, Damian Harris, Jalen Hurts, Tua, uh, Tony Pollard, Rondell Moore, and Jonu Smith. Now, I think uh, Josh Jacobs in the second round of Dynasty was just so bad. I mean, that that, that pick there is not good, uh, in my opinion. I just think that's not a good pick. There's a lot of running backs that are better. I mean, Aaron Jones is better than him, and he – like – yeah, Josh Jacobs. Uh, it's not that bad. I was just take Tyree Kill over him. Yeah, but I mean, just, but Devontae Adams too, J- Justin Jefferson. Devontae. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, I, personally, like I said, personally, I would have taken a lot of running backs over him. But now, if you're looking somewhere else, like just go wide receiver. I mean, every wide receiver was available still. He had everybody for the pick in there. Um, it, but like I said, we all know why he picked him. He's an Alabama player, and then. Again, George Kittle and Darren Waller, third and fourth round. I think that's where they should have went. But just personally, from a dynasty, I wouldn't. I would. I and again, it's just me. I wouldn't have gone back to back tight end. Right? I don't think that's the problem. Though. He should have. I mean, he already got Kittle. I think if you want to do that, you should have just went Pitts instead of Waller. Yes, I agree with that. It's his dynasty. I think you would have. I would have got Pitts if I was going to do the back to back tight end situation. I mean, I would have got Pitts over Waller. Um, I mean, I guess that's just. I, I agree with that. Now. I agree with that. Both, um, of them, both of them are 28, 29. Yeah. The they probably age. still got about four or five years, solid years left at tight end. Um, but, I mean, he man, this, does this, have this, some people get, bro, I'm just going to say this, man. And 
I don't like to like intertwine the two, but there's just been there's two people that has just been very overrated these past years. I'm you know, he's one of them. <laughs> Rowan and White, he's overrated. You talk about them. You talk about a player. You talk about owners. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the way they maneuver. Yeah, I'm talking about the way they maneuver in drafts and how they play. They're overrated. Point blank period. So what? So basically, saying Rowan and White are just not good. They just haven't been good the past couple years. Basically, what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, because it's like we like. I'm not surprised. Like I'm not surprised when they like just f up. Like. Like, no, in the Dynasty League, I don't think you should draft two tight ends back-to-back like that. Like, that doesn't even yeah. – that doesn't equate. Like, it just don't make sense. And like Nate said, if, if you're going to, get an old one and a young one. If you're you going to. you got to make it make sense. Yeah. Like, I mean, Darren Waller's not old, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's he, – like, he is kind of old. I'm looking at age. He, but he already yeah. got one that's, like, the same age. Like, you should got one that's – but, I mean, he should have – like you said, he should have done it in the first place, but it's – get it right yeah and then so after those like i said I, Najee harris was a good pick i think that was a good pick first overall josh Jacobs, i don't love that pick i mean okay whatever back-to-back tight ends i just was not smart um and then mike evans is solid in the fifth i don't i don't hate it odell i don't love that odell pick i mean it's not terrible i guess he could have still broke out at the time when he picked him like he could have broke out that year um Julio in the seventh. At that point, this is my point. Like when you get to like your seventh, you already got two wide receivers, right? They're both older. And it was a dynasty aspect. Like if you would have gone Julio in like the fifth or sixth and then went like Odell, that would have made more sense to me. But like getting Julio, you know who only has like two years left, right? Like, and it's like, could he have been effective? Yes, this year and helped him win a he championship. He could have definitely said T. Higgins there. Yeah. Sure. That's my saying. Like, I like Jerry Judy in the eighth. Don't get me wrong. Right. I like yeah, that pick. Judy instead of I, yeah, I like that pick. But they, he picked them back to back. So I guess you really it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you can intertwine those because those are back to back picks. But that Julio pick, oh. it's just you already did. Like I said, you got two older guys. I just there's so many more just younger talent, just good players left too. Like, I mean, like I said, Man, T. Higgins. If he, he would have went. T. Higgins and Judy back to back. That would solid, been solid. Yeah, that would have been super solid. Yeah, and even Michael Pittman was still there, right? So that would have been that would have been better than Julio. Um, and then AJ Dillon's not a bad pick in the ninth. I like that Dillon. Pick. And and yeah. Damian Harris wasn't bad in the tenth either. Uh, but then back to but the first two quarterbacks yeah. you take is <laughs> Jalen Hurts and Tua. Back to like, back. I like, Jalen Hurts. I like the Jalen Hurts pick. The two of them. No, that's fine. Right. That's fine. No, one of those guys is fine. If you want to speculate on one of those, sure. Right. Exactly. But get like Jalen Hurts and Ryan Tannehill, or get like uh, yeah, two. And, yeah, yeah, like get you. And Tom Brady was still there. Shit, like, I would have got. He got the wrong Alabama. He, I would have got Mac Jones instead of two. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. He got the wrong Alabama quarterback. Yeah, like and because this is my thing, I I just believe two is a bust, and I can eat my own words here. But like I said, when you're in a because this like th- during this draft, the year prior was the year with Ryan Fitzpatrick, where it was like y- you, I cannot trust a player when the head coach takes you out in like crunch time like you I mean you, this coach watches you practice every single day yeah. and it's like it's the last drive of the game it's like you're coming out of the you're not you don't have it right yeah. like you're just not and Brian Forrest is a good coach so it's like yeah. it's not like yeah but he, we'll, we'll he's already taken over. that was that wasn't 
that Brian, that was that was that's a bad decision on him being the head coach. I agree with that too, though. I agree. I, I agree with that a thousand percent because that messes with the quarterback psyche. I agree with you a hundred percent. Even if you don't think Tua can win the game, you keep him in there as far as his mental sake. Like that fucks with you as a player, where it's like, damn, coach, you're gonna take me out in crunch time. Like that's crazy. Like yeah. you are just setting him up for failure in the future, where it's like you have no faith in him. Right? Uh, I agree with you 100%. That's more on Brian Flores. Um, Tony Pollard was solid in the 13th. Don't hate Rondell Moore. Um, But like I said, like he, and I said this kind of about your draft, Russ, when I said you missed two guys too early, but like Allen Robinson and Clyde Edwards-Lair are not bad as a miss, in my opinion, as getting back-to-back tight ends and Josh Jacobs. And then I just, and Odell. I'm not not really sure about the Jacobs pick. Yeah, I just don't love it. Like I said, like there's Cam Akers was available, Antonio Gibson, Aaron Jones, like because yeah. look, look how they, look how look how New England utilized their like running backs. Like watch Josh Jacobs have a kind of like a back. Like he'll probably have. A you said New England. Like, yeah, like how they utilize running backs. Like just how they run when they're at the goal line. Like they run like this is the thing. Oh, with, you hold on. You hold said on, Josh Jacobs. So you you're talking about Damien Harris now because I you no, just no, said no, Josh no, Jacobs. No, 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 because Josh McDaniels is the coach of the Raiders now. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I got you, got you, got you, got you. But this is... He didn't know that. Yeah, this is... But I'm talking about when he drafted him. Like, Josh McDaniels, this was, like, before last year. Sure, you can have the outlook going forward, but I'm talking about when he drafted him. I was just saying there's better guys other than Josh Jacobs at that time when we did the draft last year. I mean, but he's chasing that. He's chasing youth. Like, you say... He's chasing Alabama players. Let's be real. We know. We know what happened. Yeah. He, He wasn't chasing youth. Yeah. Because, like I said, like right after that was Cam Akers, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and Tony Gibson. He was chasing youth. He would have got one of them. Because Josh Jacobs isn't young. I mean, he's not. Oh, he's 24. Don't get me wrong. Okay, yeah. He's, he's, I thought he was a little older than that, but still. Um, but, yeah. I mean, ultimately, um, that's, yeah. I mean, that's the draft recap. I mean, we pretty much hit everybody's team. Um, I'll say another? this, man. I'm going to say this. I think we'll see more about some of these players, the ending of this season. Because a lot, like, what we're doing here is just, like, retrospect. Like, oh, well, that player outperformed him, so he should have probably picked him over him. Like, yeah, we got that. But I, for me, give it, like, two years so you could be like, yeah, for sure, you should have chose that guy over this guy. You know, like, Debo, yeah. Sam, Debo, Debo Samuel could easily go back to reality this next season. Literally. literally. So, because the be way regular. he utilized wasn't like the typical wide receiver way. So he could kind of come back down and be like a – he could finish top. He could finish at number 14 instead of number three. And that's a drop. That's a, he took, That means he took a step back this year. So I think we need to like just – I think after this season we'll see a little bit more about like some of the philosophies are, that we utilize or yeah. how players perform. I think after this next season when we do the recap of the year, then we can really like – Look back and be like, yeah, he definitely should take that I, player. Players, I agree 100%. So I think what we should do, we, we're going to make, I think we'll make this an episode every single year, right? Well, every sure. offseason, yeah. we'll draft recap the very first draft. Like, we'll, we'll hit the every single offseason in the podcast. We'll go back. So, like, we'll be able to revisit, like, this exact same draft next year. And now we can break it down again. Like, and then I could be like, damn, Josh Jacobs was a great pick, <laughs> right? Like, it can change, right? But it's like, as of right now, what happened this past season and then kind of out looking going forward. Like I said, I, there's just a couple other guys I'd like more than Josh Jacobs. He could still be fringe RB1. Sure. He could get there. Um, because cause, cause, cause the reality is your Saquon Barkley pick was not a bad pick, but the numbers 
show that it was a back pick. Yeah, was, no, I like, agree. And that's where season, I agree. After this yeah. season, if he has another like mediocre year, terrible pick. It's a terrible pick. Yep, I agree. Also, we got to give players a, a chance. Like, Players have bad years. We gotta understand that. We, yes. we understand that. So yeah, no, I agree. No, I agree a thousand percent. Like I said, this is like draft recap as far as what are kind of our mindsets were at the time, but also one year in the books, right? So like again, next year it'll be two years in the books. Saquon might be the best pick. Like three years from now, Saquon might have been the best pick, right? Like he could go RB one the next three years. Like we just don't know. Like this could completely change, right? Like there's just so many guys that we just kind of dogged, right? Where it's like. They could just break the fuck out, right? Like, there's so many guys that are, like, drafted, like, you know, 10 and later. They were, like, first-year guys. Like, you have a lot of them, Russ, that could just break out. And, like, two years from now, we could be like, damn, Rashad Bateman was a fucking steal in the 12th round, right? So, mm-hmm. so that's the main thing, man. Um, so, that's the recap. Um, you got any final thoughts, Nate? Or you good? No, I'm good, man. Like I said, it, it'll be interesting, like you said, to see. Um, a lot of these picks, I mean, we talk shit about them, but – it's not like I could have saw myself picking somebody different at that time, that date, going back a year. Um, so, like, it's easy to talk shit now, but, you know, in a year, like you said, some of these picks could break out. So, it'll be interesting to see. Right. Um, so, so, yeah, man, that's the recap. Uh, lastly, um, I'm going to let Russ touch on this um, these recent trades. We talked a lot of them, like, last episode. Russ wasn't on. So, Russ, what, just quick thoughts. I mean, we're already a little just over an hour, so just kind of quick thoughts here. Um, what were your thoughts on the Rodgers-White trade? All right, man. So, I'm looking. I got to pull it back up. You know, this app is going crazy. but um, I got you. It was, it was um, White traded away Brandon Cooks, Elijah Mitchell, Miles Sanders. And in return, he got Darnell Mooney in the 11th overall pick. Which was a second rounder, but first overall. Oh, this is the thing. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna. I'm gonna shoot. I'm not gonna shoot this shot right now. But I kind of White and Rowan, man. They gonna. They gonna get a clip full. They, I'm gonna get like, pause. <laughs> pause. They gonna get. They gonna get a fully loaded clip for me because, I mean, listen. The the, the this is the issue with the trade, right? You give. You get. First of all, you get back a late, was it an early second round pick? So it's like 11th overall. Round. 11th overall. That, okay, yeah. that's fine. You might as well just kept Elijah Mitchell for that. I mean, it's just, you should just kept Elijah Mitchell, in my opinion, because he's, gun, he's going to be like, whether they give him a long term contract when, the, when that time comes up or whatever the case may be, he's still going to be like the star running back for that team going into the season. And let's say he's not even, let's say Raheem Mostert, they bring him back and he's under like a 50 50 split. I mean, he's still worth he's still worth better than this, the first pick in the second round, in my opinion. Because at that point, there's going to be probably like four or five running backs gone in the first round. Because let's think about it. Nobody's drafting no quarterbacks in the first round. I don't see nobody drafting no quarterbacks. All I see is running backs and wide receivers being took. So what are you, you going to get in the second round? You're going to get a, a running back that somebody's going to draft like in the real life draft, that's going to be drafted like in a fifth round or something, a fourth round. Right, but like in yeah. retrospect, like yeah. Elijah Mitchell, that was Elijah Mitchell, right? Yeah, like he but could that, hit but on no somebody. No matter what, Elijah Mitchell has proven himself this season, though. He's right. proven himself to be a high end RB two. Yeah, I see what you're saying. He, he now he's guessing. Year, now he's guessing. Yeah, 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 yeah. he already had that value. Like well, at this point, because 
the draft is going to come up, and nothing but running backs and wide receivers are going to be taken in that first round of our draft. Nobody's going to draft a quarterback, I don't believe. I don't think nobody's going to draft a quarterback. I don't see nobody taking any tight ends. I just don't see it happening. So you know how our league is about running backs. They're going to be gone. What are you going to have available to you then? You know what I'm saying? And, like, don't get me wrong. Like, he, could, he probably could get one, but we're talking about the pick you traded away. You could get, you could draft a running back with his own pick in the first round. That's cool, but we're talking about what you got in return for Elijah Mitchell. So, what that with that second, with that um, with that second round pick, with that first pick in the second round that you got from him, what are you going to replace? That that's basically what we're counting as you replace it for Elijah so, Mitchell. So, let's put it a different way. So, like, let's say, like, would you would you think that Elijah Mitchell and Darnell Mooney straight up is fair, or do, would you rather just have Elijah Mitchell? But that is that. But is that a little more fair? Like, okay, so like, say it's not that part of it. Say Elijah Mitchell for Darnell Mooney, right? Depending on your needs, right? I guess. I mean, again, this is kind of perspective. But if you if you just do it that way, that way, straight up, it. it I agree. It does like make a little more sense because Darnell Mooney, he's kind of proven now because he kind of broke out, you know, a little bit at the second half of the year. So. If they're straight up, so that but then again, I see what Who you're saying. A running back for a rece- like, but no, yeah, like, does that in fantasy football? It, so what we were saying, like, but he had, yeah, but he had a plethora. He, but right, but he, he, his team has a plethora of running backs. Like he already even doing that trade, he still has Derrick Henry, Antonio Gibson, and Javante Williams. Right, so like he had room to get rid of. That's where I agree with you. He probably could have got more if you're going to do it. And that this is a great yeah. transition into the Winstein situation, right? Sure, address a need. Like and he did address a need, but he White could have got more. Now let's go into the Winstein trade where No 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 let, let me let me I know I know we were crunching for time, but let me finish it up real quick. Because oh, you're good. you got he got that pick. So he gave up Miles Sanders also and then what was the other Brandon Cooks up? for the eleventh overall pick. I so like, like that's the way you like what did you do all you that? Like, you offloaded players for free at this point. Yeah, that yeah I mean like a, again I think I think it's fair to say I think it's fair to say as of right now White lost the trade. I do agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. But this being dynasty, there is a chance that Miles Sanders just continues what he's doing, does nothing. Brandon Cooks, he only has like two or three more years left, and then Elijah Mitchell, it gets a murky backfield situation with Debo Samuel and Raheem Mostert. That's possible. I mean, again, I'm, I'm bringing up the worst case. I know I'm bringing up the worst case scenario, right? Obviously. But this is in the realm of possibilities. And then Darnell Mooney could end up being like a high-end wide receiver two, low-end wide receiver one, and then he hits a home run with his 11th overall pick. The thing is about Dynasty, and the only reason I bring that up is like, again, yes, we can sit here and say like that was a terrible trade. You shouldn't have been able to do that. Veto, veto. But I don't think I don't think it was veto worthy. I just right. think he like, clearly lost the trade. Right. And right. And again, I agree with you. I do believe he lost, but I personally don't think it's as lopsided as most people see it. But that's the best part about Dynasty is it's going to take problem, a year or two to figure problem, that out. Bro. You traded a, like Elijah Mitchell. He only played one year. Like, no, forget the like. This is where people. This is where us as just fantasy players and fans start to like think too much as like, like, like if I'm in the 49ers coaching staff or something. Like, listen, man. F anything Debo Samuel. What did Elijah Mitchell do when he was healthy on the field? Because there were games he had touchdowns with Debo Samuel. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they only mm-hmm. utilized Debo Samuel that way because they had running back like injuries. When Elijah Mitchell was on the field and playing as a running back for that team, 
He was a low end RB one consistently. Every single back that's ever been in that position have done has done that. I can name them yeah, all. So but but that's all, I mean, it's not just Elijah Mitchell. It's not his talent really. Like it's almost like plug and play for the 49ers. Like Raheem Mostert did it. Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson did it. Right. Like Jeff Wilson was an RB one whenever he was put in that position. Right. Like I'm saying, like it is kind of a plug and play at the 49ers backfield. Like again, I'm not discounting what Elijah Mitchell did. He did it. But I think that a lot that's of still, running backs can do it still, in there. But you're still, but it's but bro, that's still not covering what I'm saying. You're still that's, better than speculating over a second. Round I agree. No, I, no, no, no. I agree with you. No, I agree with you there. I agree. I, I agree. It's better to have the for sure than a question mark. It, 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 if he got like the fifth overall pick, sure, right. But I agree with you. Hitting a run, hitting a good player at the eleventh overall is going to be difficult. Why wouldn't you just stick with the guy that you have that showed something? I I, I agree with you. I oh, I said he could he could have got more. Like he just gave like so basically you gave up. I look at this trade like this: you gave up the second round, the the first pick in the second round for Elijah Mitchell, and you basically gave up Miles Sanders and Brandon Cooks for Darnell Mooney. That's how I look at that trade. I yeah and, yeah. And I just don't like Brandon Cooks is gonna be straight for a couple more years. Uh, Miles Sanders, like okay, you don't he? I heard his ex, I heard what I heard like his excuse for it with the Eagles, and I was like, okay, yeah, he don't really get touchdowns. They don't really commit to him, but he's going to go to another team, and that's what when Rogers said he's going to. I'll sit on him. He go to another team. They use him as an actual running back, like he's supposed to be utilized. And now I got an RB1. And then it's like, damn, White looking back on that trade. Like, he should have just stayed put. And also, the reason why I say that also is because, one, he don't, he just don't have, he has roster space. Like, that's one. And then, two, think about this, man. I'm not trying to act like I'm this, like, expert, like I know everything, whatever. But when I see trades happen, I'd be like, damn, I could have, I would have clearly gave more for that player. I just be feeling like it's a bad trade because, like, I just I feel like I'm do I do good at like evaluating like the 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 talent perspective and like the value perspective. So, like for me, I would have gave him a first round pick for Elijah Mitchell. I would have gave him a legit first whichever first round pick he wanted because I'm going to draft a running back in the first round that's probably going to have equal value as Elijah Mitchell right now. So yeah. you didn't even like do your due diligence I, of shopping. I, that's that. that's where I think he missed. He missed but on the ball. Everybody does that in this league. They don't shop nobody around. That's just, the problem. Yeah, 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 that's that's the issue. I I agree with you. With I agree with you a thousand percent. The issue was is that he did not shop around and see what the most he got for, and that's I've I still I still have that sense. I think he could still win the trade in the future. It, it'll be a long shot. He could right, but as of right now, he lost it. And then, Darnell Mooney, yeah, man, like nothing. No, like no offense, but like. Man, you could have got something like more solidified than Darnell Mooney, bro. Like Darnell Mooney's like breaking out like Darius Slayton. Then he saw he just completely regressed. Now I don't think that's gonna happen with Darnell Mooney. I think Darnell Mooney had a better because he D- Darius Slayton was a home run guy and didn't get a lot of targets. Darnell Mooney's a target guy. He got a lot of targets. That was the difference. I don't think that's a fair comparison. I think I think Darnell Mooney will be solid. I think Darnell. I'll put it this way: Darnell Mooney would have had a, it has a safer floor than a guy like Darius Slayton. All right, man. So when he's dropping Darnell Mooney the year, two years from now, yeah, because you like the way he values players, like it's weird. Yeah, it's just very yeah. weird. Like, you're talking about the way he be dropping players, it's, it's the same. Yeah, thing. Like, he essentially just dropped those players in my like in my head. Like that's basically what he did. He he didn't value them, so he just tried to get some splash player that might you know break out, and then a second round pick that probably will not fizzle out to be anything. So right, um, and lastly. Uh, what do you think about the win side? Because me and Nate did our trade, and that's I guess that's kind of a, a little more whatever. Yeah, but as far that's as win, that's a wash. As far as Winstein, 
How do you feel about Winstein trading away Kareem Hunt in a first rounder for Trevor Lawrence when he already had Dak and Trey Lance? How do you feel about that? Especially after the conversation we had when he came on here. When he came on and was talking about, well, like I'm good for the next two, three years, and then I can start, you know, using my draft picks to look for the future. It's like, well, you did the exact opposite because if you if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna trade your first rounder you may as well go get a guy at a position that you are at a need at. You're not at a need at Dak. And, like, at quarterback Listen, is man, the I'm only not, position I'm he's not, not at a I'm need. Not, this is another headshot for somebody, man. Winston, headshot, headshot, <laughs> headshot, because I'm sick of the way you operate. And stop asking me. He always asks me, like, well, how do you value this player? Don't worry about it. That's why me and you are you. Just if I don't want him, I don't want him. The hell I need to give you my insight. <laughs> First of all, that doesn't make any slight. You you already have Trey Lance. You already got Dak Prescott. Like, why do you need another quarterback? I don't. I, why? Not producing anything. Like, why do you need like? Just take that face. Like, it doesn't make no sense. Like, you have Dak. Like, he's gonna consistently start for you unless Trey Lance starts going crazy with these rushing touchdowns and stuff, like Lamar Jackson did, and then you'll plug him in. But you're not take Dak is gonna be the quarterback for the Cowboys for years to come. Why are you even entertaining quarterback play right now? Yeah, like this doesn't even make sense. Like. The only people that should be entertaining quarterback play is somebody who has a veteran quarterback on his last years. Right. Nobody else should be. You shouldn't. I shouldn't. Nate shouldn't. Like none of us should be entertaining quarterback play because we're solidified. Like we're good for years to come. Now, whether your quarterback is a top tier quarterback, a top three, top six, top nine quarterback is up for debate. But why are you? You have Dak. You consider him a top nine quarterback or top ten because he's starting in your league. Then. He's gonna be there. Why are you entertaining trading away? Uh, I like you. I don't get it. Like I just confused. I'm confused at like moves. Like what are you gonna do with Trevor Lawrence? Like do you think Trevor? Like for real? Like hey, the Winston. I hope you're listening. What do you? So do you think Trevor Lawrence is gonna be a Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes type of elite quarterback? Because those are the only guys you're gonna potentially really care to start over Dak Prescott. Right. Like I don't yeah. get trade. Like that Prescott could play the NFL for eight to ten more years. He's only he's not even thirty yet. Yeah. So like why like I don't I don't understand. Like it's kinda like, okay, you don't you don't have Trevor Lawrence on your team, so watch, move on. Wait till another prospect two years from now, like a CJ Schroeder, freaking uh what's the dude from the Alabama or whatever. Like try to go get them next year or something if you're trying to look for youth, but like why are you I don't know, man. Unless you feel like he can offload him, like unless you like he feels like if Trevor Lawrence just starts ascending and he feels like he can probably offload him on somebody that really needs him and then maybe he can flip him from somebody. That's th- that that would be yeah. but that's just that's the only know. that's the only stance that makes sense. The only stance he's in win, he's in win now mode. Exactly. That's that's the worst part. If you're if you're in win now mode with the thing that you have, when you have an asset like a first round pick, you need to be using that to fulfill your roster needs because you already have an older roster, or you need to be using the asset to trade to address roster needs quarterback was not a roster need but like I said his only stance that would make sense is that Trevor Lawrence is a young guy and two three years from now I think that he could be top you know top five which I don't think so but he could be top five well I mean that's possible he could be top five and then I'll be using him as like a trade piece to where then I can get more capital in the future that's the only that's the only thing that makes sense more capital a, but but he he would have to hit. That's what I'm saying. Trevor Lawrence, if Trevor, but if Trevor Lawrence does come out and throw like 30 for 10 two years in a row, 
he's going to be worth more than what he just got. Like, it's that is be, true. And it's going to be him throwing 30 for 10 and, like, six other quarterbacks in the league, seven other quarterbacks doing that also. It's consistently happening right now. Like, what's the big deal? You got to completely separate yourself from the pack. And then everybody's going to have a quarterback at that point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Was, and then, like, quarterbacks are lasting for, like, 15 years now. You're going to be so sitting like, here with three quarterbacks <laughs> on his team. Like, what the hell? Like, that's what I'm, like, I, like, I ain't going to lie, man. I'm starting to really understand this dynasty thing. That's why I don't make more moves like that. Because it's like, if I'm not going to get the elite of the elite, I'm also just stay put. Like, you're not – if you don't get Josh Allen, possibly, like, Lamar Jackson with his rushing ability and, like, Patrick Mahomes – or even possibly Kyler Murray. Like, what are you, what are you, do you think Trevor Lawrence ceiling is there as a pocket passing quarterback? He can't run, but it's not yeah, like, yeah, you know, Trevor it's not like them. It's not neither. It's not, yeah, like it's not Josh like Josh Allen. Allen. Yeah, yeah. If no this way. was 10 years ago, we have a whole different discussion, bro, because pocket passing quarterbacks were the ones running the NFL. Like, ooh, like, you don't, in order for that to be a gap, like, Trevor Lawrence got to throw like 44 touchdowns, bro. He got to do like Tom Brady. He got to do what Tom Brady did this year. Just completely throw mad touchdowns, and I don't see that happening. They literally like schemed up goal line touchdowns for him just because he's Tom Brady to make him happy. I don't like let's like, they'll 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 figure it out in a year or two. They're they like, they're they're behind the program. I'm not gonna lie, like that, that they're they don't if you're not getting if you're not getting those type of guys, stay put, bro. You got Dak. At least Dak Prescott sometimes rushes for a touchdown or two. Like you not you didn't improve. And you gave up a running back that can help you if you're a win now mode. Yeah, basically. yeah, Kareem Hunt could help him, but it also is depth. His depth. That 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 was the biggest thing to me because I mean he, I mean he just lost on two like even if a first round or straight up. I mean he doesn't need that. And then also he needs a running back now. Like he now he needs a running back. I just offered him a second round. I offered him my second round pick and like any young talented receiver on my team for Amari Cooper, and he denied it. Yeah, and I was just, uh, but like this is the thing he didn't even negotiate because I was willing to give him my my second first round pick, your pick that I got from no my my pick, the ninth I think it was the ninth overall pick or no yeah the ninth uh, like your first rounder pick. but your yeah like, yeah For, and, and a player like he wasn't it, it was no negotiation he just said now nah, I'm good because Amari Cooper is going to another team <laughs> like okay do you know what team he's going to <laughs> yeah with his with you watch yourself like I don't know I'm like bro I'm like bro, I'm giving you games. my first round pick. And I give you a player like you didn't like. Well, actually, we didn't even get to the first round pick because he just shut it down after he heard oh, he was gonna get released. So I thought he would have been like, okay, well, up the ante. You got two first round picks. Give me one of your first round picks and one of your young receivers, and I will give you Mark Cooper. And I was been like, okay, I got a lot of young receivers, so I'm willing to give up one of them. And he, but he didn't even he didn't even go that far. He just said, nah, he's going to another team. I'm like, bro, y'all love players so much. It's like y'all yeah. die with these guys, like. Oh my gosh, bro! I, don't, I was like, "Yo, what the hell's wrong with y'all?" Like, y'all, you didn't even like negotiate. Like, part of fantasy is negotiations. Like, yeah, you have to like let's go back and forth until I see like, okay, there's nothing I can A do for this. We're good. Thousand percent. At any at any moment, if somebody comes like, "Yo, I want this guy," I'm talking to you until I hear something that I want to hear. It, but like, I, I'm gonna entertain it for a while until like I tell you. It'll take me maybe take me a day or two to like look at your team, and be like, you know what, I want this guy off of his team, and then just shoot your shot. I mean, at a bare minimum, ask for something more. Like if you uh, if you value Amari Cooper at a wide receiver one, right? If that's where you value him at, if you do, you may as well offer like like send him like somebody like send Russ an offer for 
wide receiver one value back. Something. And I, let me yeah. The worst you can do is deny it. Yeah. And then I'm looking at White's team. First of all, this, I'm done after this. He has seven bench spots for only four <laughs> draft picks. Or like, I think he only got like four draft picks. It's one, two, yeah, four draft picks. And then like nobody on his bench is really even like startable. Like he's giving up three to one trades. He's giving up three to one trades and ain't got nobody on his team. You gonna gonna keep Rex Burkhead, but you gonna drop Brian Edwards, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. I didn't even think about that. Like who what the hell are you doing? Like what the fuck are you doing? You gonna keep Rex Burkhead, but drop Brian Edwards and say, Well, I don't think he's ever gonna be nothing. Talk like he's gonna sound smart. Like, look, man, look, look, no. <laughs> yes, this is a shot to y'all. So, whenever the fuck y'all feel like y'all want to respond, get at me. Oh, uh, that's funny, man. That's hilarious. Yeah, we're gonna wrap it up there, man. The, that's the recap. And uh, Colson, if you're listening, check your fucking inbox. I sent you a trade offer. And also, that man, is, that man is fucking somewhere being a. Battle I talked to him. Right? I talked. No, nah, I talked. I talked to him on the phone. So he um, was at a battle rap event yesterday in Houston. He had like his camera all in the battle rappers' faces. They were looking like, "What the?" Jill, <laughs> 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 all right, but anyways, yeah. So, um, yeah, check your inbox, Colson. Also, next week's episode is going to be trade review. We're going to review all the trades that happened year one. Oh man, I can't wait for this shit. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm preparing my synopsis i'm i'm man, doing I'm all my research but anyways yeah we're gonna be reviewing all the trades from year one next week i don't know if there's gonna be another episode this week i know rogers and winston wanted to hop on but i don't know if we're gonna be doing that this week we might be doing that one uh but anyways um yeah trade review next week uh thank you everybody for listening and see y'all then peace